Welcome to Woman of Wellness. This is Wow Talk number two, and I am Dr. Darlene Gustin, naturopathic doctor. And I am Donna Capacity. And if you didn't hear that, because we are recording this on Zoom, because we are still in quarantine mode during COVID-19, uh, coronavirus, during the pandemic, Dr. Gustin did say she is a doctor of naturopathic medicine. It may have, um, my gosh, it, 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 we didn't quite hear that 100%, Dr. Gustin. So that's why I repeated it for Thank our you. listeners. Thank you. And uh, we have been uh, classified as a non-essential service. So at this point, uh, my office is closed and I am doing other projects such as this podcast with my friend and my patient, Donna. Yes, it's been fabulous. We are now looking at, uh, we, what, are we, what are we talking about today? Oh yes, Dr. Gustin, on our very first podcast, you mentioned supplements and things that many Canadians may have been taking throughout the winter, which is part of their daily routine. And on this particular episode, I would really love it if you would elaborate and give us specifics on the type of supplements or things, not uh, practices that uh, we should be doing as Canadians at this stage of, well, it's springtime. Absolutely. And springtime, there's a lot of um, good health influences that we get exposed to seasonally with more sunshine, longer days, milder temperature. But we've also had a long and dreary, weary winter. And in the winter time, even if we attempt to be buying healthy foods, they've been imported, picked green, grown in other countries. And we don't have any local seasonal food available to us through the majority of the winter, which means that the foods that most of us have been eating have been less nutrient dense than they would be if it was our Ontario growing season. So that leaves us with some very common deficiencies. And um, we also spend a lot of time indoors, which contributes to a very common deficiency of vitamin D in most of us. And vitamin D is a very powerful nutrient. It's, it's classified as a hormone and it has many impacts on the immune system. So it's one of the popular things that people gravitated towards as an immune boost when COVID started. But it's one of uh, many other supplements that um, many patients would be deficient in if they weren't going out of their way to supplement through the winter. So very popular on that list would also be vitamin C because we tend to have less fruits and vegetables because the Apples in February are not the same as the apples in October and September. Perfect. So we naturally... Um... May I ask you something, though? Back to the vitamin D and C, how would you recommend that we would take something like that in the way of a supplement outside of what we would take if we were just having that food so dosage-wise, that's a very individual answer. But with vitamin D, vitamin D is an oil. It's a fat-soluble vitamin. So that means that taking it incorrectly or at high doses, you can 
saturate and overdose on a vitamin that is fat soluble, such as vitamin D. So the best thing is really to get a blood test done and to know exactly what your levels are and then choose the dose based on that. But a lot of people also are digestion declines with age and many people are without a gallbladder and or they're on medications and these are all variables that can affect how good they are at digesting everything, not just oils. So I tend to only recommend the liquid versions of vitamin D because several of the suppliers, it's, it's not just the fact that it's in the liquid, but, but the better suppliers, they will also go out of their way to make the vitamin D in a way that makes it more bioavailable and therefore also safer for people who are self-prescribing without a blood test. Perfect, and then vitamin C, would you and, say? Yeah, and, and vitamin C also, so there can be a spectrum of quality with vitamin C. The, the main thing with vitamin C is that you, if you do go to a higher dose, you will eventually get loose stools. So you would simply reduce the dose and um, as long as you didn't do that for a prolonged period of time, there shouldn't be any harm done. But the other thing that happens with high dose vitamin C is that it's very acid forming. So being in an acidic environment in the body is, is not conducive to health. It's, it's more health promoting to be in an alkaline state. So it's not just the dosage you look at. Um, you might also look at a vitamin C that is less processed, that has the bioflavonoids still intact. So it's closer to the orange and less of an actual chemical product. Okay, back to the question of alkalinity. I have always understood that it is great to have lemons in our diet. For instance, I would have, and I still do it almost every day, is have hot water and squeeze, let's say, a quarter of a lemon in it every morning or at some point throughout the day. What are your recommendations for making the body more alkaline? I'm glad you brought up lemon because this is a great uh, teaching tip. Lemon, sitting on a plate, the lemon itself and the lemon juice is acidic. And people who sip on lemon juice throughout the day, it's not good for the enamel on the teeth because you don't want the mouth bathed in an acidic lemon drink all day. Um, but, but the lemon is also classified as what's called alkaline ash, which means that at the time of consuming it, it's an acidic food or beverage, but it leaves the body with an alkaline influence. And the other thing that a lemon does is it helps the liver and the gallbladder to release bile, which is your own built-in digestive aid for digesting fats. So a lot of people benefit from the lemon for various reasons, but the one caution is to not be bathing the mouth in lemon juice all day. All right, is there another way to get that into our system? Well, you can still have the lemon water, but you would you know, drink your way through that glass of hot or cold water and be done with it, or some people just use a straw. Very good, very good ideas on there. So would you have any other suggestions as far as supplements or vitamins go? 
both for during the winter and in April, May, June. What do you think? Probiotics are, are very common um, product that people self-prescribe and with, with just cause. What a lot of people may not realize is that 70 to 80 percent of your immune system is your probiotic status. And there's a lot of reasons that we uh, find ourselves with less numbers or less variety of probiotics, either from the use of an antibiotic or medications or irritable bowels or food sensitivities. So anything that inflames the gut lining or or even products like overuse of natural products. So natural does not mean safe. If someone is overusing herbs like oregano oil or garlic or um, essential oils orally, there's a lot of things that will reduce your level of probiotics, which in, which in turn will reduce the immune system. All right, what's the best way to get probiotics? Ideally, the best way to get them is through our food when they're in their most whole state from fermented foods of various types. And the most popular one there is yogurt, but that's a plus and a minus because some people may have a dairy sensitivity or to the lactose or the casein, different parts of the dairy. So the probiotics are there, but so is the irritant. So you're better off eating different uh, fermented Asian foods or sauerkraut or kombucha rather than yogurt. Okay, but you can also buy probiotics in a little jar, little um, little bottle, and you would keep those in the fridge, correct? Did you want to explain why we would have to keep those in the fridge? Some companies make products that need to be in the fridge and some companies make products that are shelf stable. So it's not a blanket statement. Um, so I would follow the directions of the manufacturer on that one. And ideally it's just to protect the potency of the product by the time you get to the last dose. Okay, all right. I always thought that probiotics were kind of like living organisms or something and they had to stay cold in the fridge. So this is really interesting. I didn't know that. And so is there anything else you would recommend for boosting our immunity or having us have the best defense possible at this point, especially with a pandemic, a virus that's going around? Definitely. The, the number one thing that I share is diet a really good diet with a lot of colorful vegetables and sufficient protein. So with the trend these days to be vegan and plant-based eating, all of those are good suggestions, but I find far too many patients who are trying to do something good for themselves, but, but not recognizing how much their protein intake might have been reduced by those other positive changes. So protein and also as a lifestyle to get sufficient sleep and good quality sleep. So quality overrides quantity. A lot of very important chemistry and physiology happens when we're sleeping. And also next to that as a lifestyle is to be well hydrated. And to be well hydrated gives our inside skins, our mucous membranes, our linings, 
um, a better protective barrier against things that we inhale, such as viruses and pollens. And as far as supplements go, that can be very individual, but, but it's very common. The antioxidants, vitamin C, D, fish oil, probiotics, many, many people are self-prescribing these products, and usually without harm, and, um, and hygiene. So, so there's nothing new. So just because this is a new virus, our body has not changed. Uh, the way it works, physiology has not changed. What you're deficient in a month before COVID and a month into COVID is still, still the same uh, answer. You mentioned fish oil. Could you please tell us the different ways we can get fish oil into our system? Again, it starts with diet and um, fish oils, um, they also overlap somewhat into the category of fish and nuts for those of us who are vegan or vegetarian. And, um, but a lot of people don't eat enough fish to have sufficient oil status in their body, or they do eat enough, but they don't digest it. And um, what I've seen in my practice too, is that oils take about three weeks for me to see the things that I'm looking for as far as symptom relief. So they're not as quick as some of the other supplements that are minerals and vitamins. Okay, interesting. So you could also get it from your diet, but you can also take the supplements. Would you, how, once again, I know the dose is very specific to different people. It's very individual. However, is there a generic one you could pick up somewhere in a drugstore or a health food store? And what would be a standard dose if there is such a thing? Definitely. I would, I would just go based on what the label says, because if, if it's in a drugstore or a health food store, the, they know, the company knows how they've made the product. And it's not just looking at the number on the label. The company is also very aware of the bioavailability and is the product made for a child or for an adult. So I would just stick to the, the dose on the label and, um, and start with that. And then if you're questioning whether you're digesting or absorbing, is it working for you? Then there's different tests that you can have done um, in a naturopath's office, different blood work or a live blood test or a physical exam that can fine tune whether the supplements are working. Because a lot of the things that we're discussing, it's not something that you feel. So I didn't wake up today and say, oh, my immune system feels so good today. <laughs> and, and same thing, I didn't wake up yesterday and think, oh, my immune system's really low today. I think I will not buy my groceries today. So, so it's the big, huge world of how the body works and what can go right and what can go wrong and you can't feel it. True enough. You know, um, I do have a question though about fish oil. What would you say is the number one benefit about fish oil? For anyone just listening who's never even taken a supplement or thought about fish oil in their diet, what would you say the number one thing is? I would say it's the protection against cardiovascular disease, which is the number one killer. So, so that's my number one answer. But 
the number two answer is pretty important too. It's for mental health. So the brain is a very high fat organ and it's very important for the brain to have sufficient oil and high quality oil. Wow, so interesting. We will have to elaborate on that in another episode of WOW Talk because I am sure there are so many things we can we can learn about regarding uh, supplements like fish oil and how that can help with mental health for sure. That is so interesting. Uh, Dr. Gustin, before we go, is there anything else you would like to add? Let's see. I didn't talk about zinc. I love zinc. So zinc is something that um, President Trump went out on a limb and made some comments about zinc and COVID. And zinc is a, one of the most common deficiencies I find in my practice. You can overdose on zinc, but the reality is that even if you eat perfect and organic all the time, the zinc is depleted in the soil. So it's depleted in the food and therefore depleted in the people. Mineral deficiency is, is one of the reasons that I test every person's hair analysis for minerals. And there's also a zinc tally, which is a taste test that we can know for sure whether you are deficient in these things before we actually prescribe them. But, but zinc is also a very common deficiency and supplement that people take. Don't you also uh, notice on the fingernail something that you look for? With correct. Correct. Little white polka dots. Little white polka dots. You'll see them a lot in teenage boys because they need a lot of zinc for puberty and growth and development and testosterone. So definitely you can look around at people's fingernails and, and see those white spots. Those little white spots. Yes, that's right. Okay, well, on that note, I think we have covered uh, my questions regarding supplements and vitamins and things that as Canadians living in this climate and in this part of the world, and I'm sure all over, the, the, I'm sure it's not just only for Canadians, but we had talked about it in WOW Talk number one. So anyway, thank you very, very much, Dr. Gustin. And I will say bye for now. Thank you all for listening. Please follow and subscribe. And we would love to hear from you. Let us know what you would like to hear about and learn about. So thank bye. you. Goodbye. Bye.